Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 1 p.m. here in New Vienna, Iowa. That means it's time for another a live stream. Today is Monday, December 20th, 2021. I've got uh, some familiar background settings. Some of you guys have been following the live stream for a long time will recognize this backdrop, but uh, some different equipment than usual. So I'm going with uh, the FaceTime camera on my MacBook for today, and I'm just hand-holding this microphone because... Um, the other setup that I had here before is not set up anymore because we're not living at grandma's house. So uh, we're going to make do. We're going to make it done, get it done and uh, make the video that we can while we can. Hopefully you guys are doing well uh, out in podcast land, having a good run out there. And I had a really great run today. I took the car over to Uncle David's shop in Guttenberg, Iowa, Auto Tech Service Center. I don't know if it's called Service Center or what. It's just called Auto Tech, I think. T-E-K. There's an Auto Tech that's also in, I think, in the neighboring county. But Uncle David is auto tech. If you guys have any car needs um, and you're in the Guttenberg area, some of you guys wanted me to make sure I shouted him out. So that's that's his information. Uh, but while I was there getting the car service, I went for a run up in the hills uh, on the bluffs, and it was really great. So hopefully you guys listening on the audio are having a great run too. And uh, everyone watching on YouTube later, not live, hopefully you're having a great day. Hopefully, like... This last week before, or I guess the week of Christmas is nice and easy for you. I've been seeing a lot of tweets and stuff, uh, a lot of posts on social media about people getting ready for kind of like the holidays to be here. Uh, I'm in full holiday mode for sure. I almost forgot that the live stream was today. Part of it was because I was watching my daughter put on a new series. It's on Disney Plus, Disney Now. Um, it's like a, a series, kind of like a suspense series for tweens called the secret of sulfur spring something like that i don't know if you guys are familiar it's really good i'm like super into it so i was supposed to be working on some videos this morning and i totally forgot and i lost track of time but i got it together and got the monday mukbang ready today i've got a cool whip container full of christmas cookies freshly baked today yesterday was a big baking day all the cousins came over and uh they helped grandma make a bunch of different styles of cookies Grandma took on the caramel. She makes really great caramel. She made them by herself. That's her thing. But the cookies, everyone else can help with, and we'll go over those today. All right, let's see who we got in the chat. Um, and I'm real far behind, so I'm going to try to catch up to you guys. Vincent says, happy Monday, Cohen, friends. What's going on, Vincent? Good to see you again. And it says, hi, Kavuzi, everybody. Sounds like a good mukbang. Who doesn't like cookies? And these are all these are all really good ones. Some of them are not my favorite like style. The cookies are good. They're all very good, but some of them are my favorite style, and we'll go over some of those today. I'm not going to be reviewing them. I'm just going to be tasting them. Uh, and also, I just want to eat a lot of cookies. I, my cookie consumption goes way high when I'm at grandma's house. I like to think of it as, you know, it's getting my sugars in, getting some salt and fats in. So I think of them as, you know, normally I might eat a lot of granola bars, but at grandma's house, I just eat cookies. That's how it goes. Biscuits, if you will, depending on what part of the world you're in. Uh, Bern Dasbrat says, hi, everybody, and greetings from Germany. Hopefully I said that right, Burns. Jason Dahl says, hi, everyone. Ran 13.1 yesterday to complete the goal of getting all 12 Strava monthly half marathon badges. Great work. I don't have my sounds. I didn't bring my machine that does the sounds, but I totally give that a cowbell, Jason. Good work. All right. Let me scroll down. Um, oh, before that, let's see. Leona says, hey, co-fam. Another great ritual podcast episode today. I got my afternoon coffee, but another rich role podcast episode today. Maybe thankful for this community. Thanks, Mike. Well, thanks, Leona. Thanks for making it a great place. Everyone that comes here is who makes it a great community. 
Sorry, I gotta adjust this a little bit. And there, there we go. All right, let me scroll down, catch up to you guys, see where you guys are. All right, uh, Terry says, um, I've been in holiday mode since he retired two and a half years ago. That's awesome. That's super funny. I love it. Um, Eric says, happy Monday. He's going to be having toffee. Oh, toffee sounds really nice. Sounds real good. All right. Martha says, I'm going to suffer because I'm really hungry, but doing lunch after the live stream. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the cookies. Let's see what we got. Um, first one we'll do today is we'll do this one. This is like, I don't know what you call the chocolate chip cookie when it doesn't have chocolate chips in it. This is like a, like a vanilla cookie. It's not a sugar cookie. That's different. But it's a cookie. But instead of chocolate chips, it's got um, M&Ms. But we don't eat M&Ms in our house because we have a peanut allergy. So we get something called Skippers. They're very much like uh, M&Ms, little pieces of chocolate with a candy coating on it, lots of different colors. The colors don't mean anything. They're just colors. Um, but they're made in a peanut-free facility. So we've got these cookies. And then I'll go with this one first for today. Mm, I really like this one. Getting a lot of vanilla on this. Grandma, I think, is a um, vanilla aficionado. She uh, cares very much about the vanilla that goes into her baked goods. The last time, the last couple, I think every time she goes to Mexico, one of the things she gets very excited about is getting vanilla while she's in Mexico. I don't know if this is Mexican vanilla. I don't think it is, but just an example of how much of an aficionado grandma is about her vanilla. That one's pretty good. I usually don't get to eat too many of those. The kids gobble those up fast, but I snuck one. I got one. Stolen from the kids. <laughs> Stephanie says, first live stream, yay. Almond kalakis are my favorite Christmas cookie. I don't think I said that right. But I'm not familiar with what that is. I want to eat one of those. It sounds delicious. Uh, Louise says, I have to buy chips always set up the three family-sized cookies every week. My son is a cookie monster. That's a lot of cookies. The family size? That's crazy. You know what I appreciate about um, cookies in like 2021? I think they started doing it before 2021. But compared to say like cookies from several years ago or from when I was younger, is they now open from the top at least like the Chips Ahoy ones and like Oreo, anything that's, I think it's all Mandalay's, all those, they have like a flap that opens from the top and it's easier to get into the cookies. I remember before you'd have to open them from the side like a bag of chips and then that thing would rip and then all of a sudden you wouldn't have any sort of cover for your cookies. Not that they would dry out. They're shelf stable, really shelf stable, but it was always super annoying. So I do like the new way that they open up. <laughs> it's the little things, right? Mm. Fitting up life says Panera calls that type of cookie a candy cookie. Well, that makes sense. There's candy. There's literally candy inside this cookie. And it's very good. Eddie Dozal says, Yo, Co, just want to say, hey, look great in today's racer shoe vid. You know what? I was pretty happy with it that some days I'm just like, I don't know what's going on with this hair. And um, I felt like it worked looked pretty good in the in the carbon plated racers video. But I was also thinking, you know, I was looking back, I've been making these top five favorite videos and I'm looking back at all my videos that I made over the past year. And I think that I found like what the sweet spot was for me in terms of when I liked my hair the most, in terms of all the variety of lengths that it went through. 
And so I'm going to go back to that. I think like when it's in the back is like kind of chin level in the back. I feel like that's when I enjoyed it the most. So I think we'll, we'll be growing this out, but you know, every once in a while, the hair looks right now. My hair looks real poofy because I got out of the shower a little while ago and um, it's just kind of like floppy and puffy all over the place. I don't know. I don't really know how to wrangle it right now. But, you know, it's just hair. We'll figure it out. But thanks, Eddie. Uh, Steve says, evening just home from work at 7 p.m. to a kitchen full of gingerbread. Oh, that sounds nice. Mm. You know what's funny about gingerbread? I don't, I really don't like ginger. Um, but gingerbread, I, I really like. I don't know what it is about that. Will says, hey, y'all, just getting on. A half marathon went well this weekend. Missed the PR by just nine seconds, but ran well. Negative split. Closed mile 13 and 507. So I think I had some left in the tank. Can't wait for the next one. I would say that you had some left in the tank. That's a pretty, that's a really, really fast mile 13. Well, great work. Awesome. Uh, Martha says, Mexican vanilla is not only great, but it's like expensive than here. She won a lifetime size bottle of uh, Mexican vanilla in bingo at Rancho La Puerta. That sounds amazing. A, a lifetime size bottle. I bet you my I bet you my mother-in-law would look at that and be like, that'll last me a little while. But she'd be like, lifetime size? I don't know. <laughs> I do think she goes through a lot of it. All right. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, let's get another cookie. Let's do, I'm gonna pick a different one. Uh, I'm gonna go with this one. This one, if it's what I think it is, it is a um, a chocolate cookie with a Rolo baked inside of it. I had some, I had several of these yesterday. They were really, really good. Yep, it's got a Rolo inside. So it's got some. It's a chocolate cookie with some sugar on top, and then it's got that chocolate and caramel on the inside. This is super tasty. Hmm. That one's really good. Very rich, though. I don't think I could eat more than a few of those in one sitting. Although I did have many sittings of them yesterday. <laughs> All right. Um, Julian Gomez says... What time are you aiming for for the Clearwater Half? Um, you know, I'm not sure what kind of fitness I'm going to be in. And I guess it's like in a month from now. Um, I'd like to, I mean, I guess like the B goal would be, I mean, yeah, B goal would be like 130. You know, I've heard a couple of <laughs> differing reports. Some people that are from the area are like, that bridge isn't as big as you think it is. It's relatively flat, this course. And I'm like, oh, okay. Other people are like, that bridge is gigantic. It's really hilly because of the bridges. And so I'm not going to really worry about it too much. Um, I mean, I'll probably worry about it a lot. I'm going to try not to worry about it too much, though. I think the B goal is probably going to be 130. Um, I might start out. Let's see. I mean, we'll see how I feel. I don't know. I mean, like a 125 would be great. Can I get into 125 shape? I mean, I'm coming off a pretty successful marathon. Fitness is there. I feel like I'm bouncing back pretty well. This week, I'm going to spend kind of like not really doing workouts, but pressing just like a little bit and every day in the runs. 
I'll be doing a lot of stuff in the hills. So like basically kind of like easing up the hills and then charging downhill so I can get some overspeed work. Um, and also just to get the legs turned over, but also just to work on kind of like that feeling of, you know, working hard. And so we're easing back into things. Hopefully after like a week of kind of like moderate running or like hard running in spurts um, and very, very short spurts, uh, we'll be ready to hit some workouts maybe starting next week. I think we'll be kicking it off really with that mile time trial or doing that mile heat if we can still do it um, at the uh, midnight mile gala. I think gala is the right way to say that word gala um, in New York on New Year's Eve. So we'll, I'll have a, a little bit of a better idea after that. But I mean, Eagle would probably be like, I mean, Eagle would be to PR. I think my PR is like 127, 126 high. I don't remember. So Eagle would be to PR. Beagle would be to hit 130. And Seagull would just to be, you know, have a good day out there um, and feel like I'm working. So maybe that's a little bit too unambitious but i feel like hmm, the ultimate goal keeping it you know in perspective is you know i really want to make sure i hit that uh get have it be in uh, good fitness and get ready for tokyo so like if i'm gonna get it wrong i'd rather get it wrong on the oh, i could have worked harder than like push too hard and risk getting hurt so um all right Let's see. Eric Chevalier says, thanks for your amazing videos this year. You're a master in shoe reviews. Thank you. And footage and fun content. We were great to see you cross the 100 subscribers. Well-deserved. Well, thank you very much. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Hope, I mean, I think it'll happen somewhere like April or May. Um, we'll have to think of something to do. A um, lot of fun stuff coming up next year. I think a lot of fun stuff. Still planning is in the works, but... Um, Hopefully some of these things that we're working on can happen. I think it'll be an amazing year. Um, I'm really, I'm very, very much looking forward to it. My mother-in-law told me yesterday that I was asking about one of my nephews, the oldest nephew in the bunch of all like the grandkids. And um, he was uh, a very good high school swimmer and he's in college now. And he's uh, like most high school athletes, you know, they um, kind of, uh, sometimes lose touch with their fitness, which was very much exactly the case what happened to me. And he's like, I think I want to get back into things. And so this is the nephew, this nephew, his dad rides a lot of bikes. So he's thinking, you know what? He was telling his, his, my, his grandma, my mother-in-law, she's like, you know what, grandma, I think what'd be fun is I can swim. Dad could do the bike. And then maybe uncle Mike can do the running part. So he's interested in a relay. So hopefully that'll be something I could do too. That would be, Super, super fun. I love getting the family involved. So hopefully we can make that happen too. So it'll be a fun year. All right. Ron Tommy says, winter solstice tomorrow. Tampa hot chocolate. Run 15K. Done. Nice work, Tommy. Hope you had a great run out there. Um, <laughs> CB76 says, I tried to start an online bakery, but I accidentally <laughs> deleted all my cookies. That's funny. I like it. Uh, all right. Let's go to another one. This one speaking of cookies, is a little bit weirder. It, it's, uh, I think they're called butterscotch cookies. The way you make it is the, the dough ends up being really, really dense. And it, you form it into like a log. And then you slice the log and then bake the cookies. And I think, I think they're called butterscotch cookies. 
But to me, they're kind of like almost like biscotti. I haven't eaten any of them this year, so we'll see if they're any good. Yeah, very much like a biscotti. I really like these are great with coffee. I don't know why they're called butterscotch cookies, though. I really don't like the flavor of butterscotch. I think it's a very strange flavor. But these cookies I really like. They're not they're not as sweet. Kind of like a biscotti. I like it more than I like a scone. So maybe between a biscotti and a scone is what this really is. Because it is a little bit like a denser than a biscotti. Den Biscottis always are like really like crunchy, airy. This isn't kind of like, this is more dense. But I do like that one. That cookie has been deleted. <laughs> the one says Tommy Runs was in Ritual today's Ritual podcast. He was. Holy crap! I didn't know that. I didn't. I didn't check for a Ritual podcast today for my run. I couldn't get any podcasts today for my run down in Guttenberg. My Apple Watch wouldn't connect to any signal. I'll definitely have to check that out. That's crazy. Whoa. Awesome. That's that's absolutely incredible. Frank says, I got a half marathon on the 8th. Kind of dreading it. Why, why are you dreading it, Frank? I feel like you're in really good shape. You've been putting in the miles. Certainly, it's the distance that's not concerning you. I think you're going to be great. Hmm. Martha says about gingerbread cookies and some sugar in the gingerbread. That makes a ginger hater like it. Maybe. That must be it. That must be it. You know, what's funny is, like, I remember back when I used to drink soda. I don't really like to drink soda anymore. But um, back when I used to drink it, ginger ale was, like, my favorite soda, um, even though I really don't like ginger. And I remember at one point Canada Dry, their big, like, marketing push was like there's more ginger flavor than ever i'm like that's a that's not the right way to advertise ginger ale people who are drinking ginger ale do not want it because it tastes like ginger they want it because it's a delicious soda that's not as like cloyingly sweet as like sprite but i don't know i don't know if that was successful or not. i wonder if that was i wasn't successful for me that's for sure Michael Chang says, what are your thoughts on the athletes that left NAZ Elite? Whoa, I think that's a big, I think that's a really big story. And I think that it's going to be a problem for Coach Ben, at least for a little while. Because it's like, you know, it comes at a tough part in the news cycle where it's not like, you know, but hey, look, we've got these other races coming. So don't pay attention to that other news for a little while. Um, I think, um, I mean, I didn't get the chance to read his newsletter. Because I, I know he posted something about it. So um, I had to get up and go and uh, take the car in before I had a chance to read that. But losing Scott Fobble, I think, is a big deal because they were so close, it seemed. They were going to remember they were going to write and they did that one book for their build up to New York together. And then if Scott made the um, Tokyo Olympics, they were going to write another book. Um, and they were joking that it was going to be called Fast and the Furious Tokyo Swift. Um, 
And I feel like they were still going to write that book. But I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. I don't know anything on the inside in terms of, and I haven't read what Coach Ben has to say about it, so I won't say too much um, until I get a chance to read his words about it. But, um, you know, I mean, he was a really good marathoner, and I feel like in the lead up to in the lead up to uh, Boston, was it Boston? Whatever, whatever the last marathon he ran, I think he ran Boston. He was like, you know, I'm go- I'm going to to podium. That's where I'm going. That's where his ambitions and goals were, and he didn't exactly do that. So, um, you know, I think he's had a couple of races that I think he would have probably labeled as a disappointment or weren't as uh, successful as he would have liked. So I think that's maybe that's where it's coming from. I don't know. Um, but given how long-standing their relationship has been, it's surprising. And then the other Scott, I think he was a little bit older, if I'm understanding that correctly. So I think he just was retiring, or maybe they were just separating from Hoka. I mean, it's the end of the year. Contracts, I think, were up, maybe. And so, I mean, like, for example, we saw that um, Sage's contract got extended, um, which I'm very glad to see by Hoka. And then, you know, who knows how the negotiations went. So I think that's a part of it that we're probably not going to get to hear a lot about. Um, but um, and then there was uh, Rory. Rory's departure, I think, is a, big, a bigger deal because he's on the upswing. He just had a very successful CIM, came in second or third. I can't remember which one it was. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's uh, to lose a lot of people like that right away for a group that has has uh, had as its trademark um, its longevity in terms of like we find great runners, we work together long term, they bought into the system, we work with each other, and you know we're not a PR chasing group. We work on in- improving ourselves, and the PRs come kind of thing. So I think losing that many people is is a big deal. But, you know, I suspect that we'll see a lot of big announcements at the end of the year. I mean, this, for some companies, this is kind of like the end of the Olympic year if they extended, you know, short term given the delayed Olympics. So, I don't know. I think it's it's a big shakeup. Is it good or bad? I don't know yet. But I have a feeling it's not going to look great for Coach Ben, at least at best, you know, for a little while. So, hopefully... Things are going well. I mean, some of his, a lot of his other athletes are doing really well. So I don't think it's that it's a Coach Ben problem, but, you know, a shakeup that shifts that many people around, I think is significant. All right. Kwok uh, An Vong says, any advice for a beginner at running? I would say um, in the beginning, don't worry about your pace. Don't worry about your distance. Focus on how consistent you can be. How many times a week can you get out there? It doesn't matter if you're run walking. In fact, I think it's better if you're run walking in the beginning. But set out like maybe three times a week, 30 minutes each time. And go out for 15 minutes and then come back. And if that takes you a little bit longer than 30, that's fine. If it takes you a little less than 30, fine. But just do that three times a week. It can be the same route. It can be different routes, whatever. But I think that the best thing for beginner runners to do is focus on creating and crafting a schedule that you can live with. That's the most important thing. Everything else will fall into place, but work on that and be kind to yourself. It's not going to, no one run is going to make or break you. Um, So like be kind to yourself. Some days are not going to go well. Some days are going to go really well, but remember it's not about one day. It's about the weeks that you can put together. All right. 
All right, let's scroll down. I'm, I've been rambling for a long time. So if you had any questions, sorry about that. Um, if you can retype them, I'll make sure to get them. Put like an emoji in the front and that'll help me to kind of see them a little bit quicker. All right. Uh, we got something from Dominic that everyone's... All right, here we go. Dominic Smirnowski says, yo, what's going on? Finished a year strong with a 131.25 half marathon and a PB by 10 minutes. That is fantastic, Dominic. We got a cowbell for you. I don't have my button to make the cowbell sound today, but a 10-minute PB for a half marathon, that is incredible. What That is finishing the year strong. So amazing, amazing work. And that, mean, that means that you were at like 141. So to have a 10-minute PB at a 140, and when 141 was your half marathon, that's even more impressive. So incredible. All right. Matt's here. What's going on, Matt? Good to see you. How's, every, how's everyone doing over there? Um, I've been really enjoying the series that Matt has put together. Like, what are the sports tech YouTubers love? That's been a really fun series to watch. Um, I feel like I did not submit enough stuff. I feel like I everyone else's submissions were so much better than mine. So next year, Matt, if you do it again, and if you invite me again, I'll step it. I'll, I'll send you more B-roll to work with. So sorry about that, but I've been really enjoying it, and I've been really happy to participate in that. All right. Uh, Frank says, Sage is probably a better value as a sponsoree than a lot of people who have been winning a lot of races, races recently. Yeah, I think so. But, I mean, think about how many brands have not figured that kind of math out and have dropped people, for example, I'm basically looking at Saucony um, and Nike. Both of those brands are doing that. Um, and so, like, I mean, people are putting their money where they value things. And it lets you see what people value. Although still with Saucony, even that doesn't make much sense either. I don't really know what Saucony values in terms of their sponsored athletes. But for Nike, I see it. You know, I think that they're losing a lot of what they think are older athletes, but I feel like those older athletes have the most influence and have the biggest followings. You know, it's kind of like, um, you know, some, some of the track athletes, their careers are pretty short. And so like, you know, I get the idea that like you want to constantly be bringing in new talent, but at the same time, then it's like, you know, that gives people a very short amount of time to build their followings in their fan base. So I think that, some of these new brands or different brands that are approaching it differently are doing a really great job. Stevie 76 says NBC slash golf channel used the whoop to check the heart rates of golfers in the tournament this past weekend. That's awesome. That's really cool. I mean, I would love to see. So like I was listening to the, um, CDS mag podcast. They had Seb co on the, uh, British miler. And also he's in charge of basically, you know, the entire running world, but, um, they had him on and they were talking about how Sebco is a big F1 fan and how Sebco has been very vocal about like saying he'd like to replicate the success that F1 has recently experienced, um, in the running world. And I'm th when I hear that, I'm like, well, you, what you need to do is you got to get everyone censored up. So when someone's running, I could see their power statistics or their heart rate or their ground contact. I mean, I don't know. I just want to see that all up in the screen and dials. Like there should just be numbers everywhere. Um, and so that's kind of like the thing that I, I got interested about. Um, but I don't think anyone cares about the number. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that care about the numbers. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe I'm not that idios idiosyncratic. 
in that, but I like, I like where that's going. I definitely do. Uh, Trail Blasian says, I like that. So how do you prevent the forehead tan line when running when you're rocking a headband or backwards cap? Um, sunscreen is one way to do it. Make sure you got sunscreen even under the cap area. Um, but the other thing is I like to rotate it around. So, I mean, it's harder with the headband, but like with the hat, and this got harder with the longer hair. Sometimes I like to wear it backwards. Sometimes I wear it forward. So that way it's just not the same thing all the time. But I think mainly good sunscreen. Make sure you wear a lot of it. All right. Let's see. Um, 187 says, have you ever had a Spanish polvoron? It's very crumbly and packed in small packages. You need to squeeze it together to get one piece and a firm texture it is delicious. That sounds good. I like the idea of that. So you got to like pinch it. Kind of like a loose biscuit. Like a biscuit dough. That probably means it's very fatty and has a lot of sugar in it. <laughs> I think I like that. I like the sound of that. I don't have to look for that. All right. Let's Next, let's eat one of my favorites. It's one of everyone's favorites. So these are, I think, just basically like Again, the same base cookie, the same thing that's in the Skipper's cookie and a chocolate chip cookie, I think. Like a vanilla, just a regular cookie. Vanilla and brown sugar like cookie. And then there's a Hershey's Kiss that's put on. So as soon as it comes out of the oven, while they're still like kind of like they're cooked, but they're still very, very soft, you press in a Hershey's Kiss on the top. These are one of my favorites. They're really good. I mean, I don't know why I like this so much because it's basically a chocolate chip cookie kind of reconstructed, but... It just really works. This cookie, I particularly like it when the cookie gets a little cooked more than the other ones do. So whenever I see a bunch of them, I look out for the ones that have a little bit of crispy edges on it. Because then I, for some reason, like the extra crispy part with like the cooler milk chocolate in the center is usually a nice kind of contrasting flavors. Matt, Jessica Boozy, do you think I should do it again next year? I mean, I definitely think that you need to. I think it should be every year, for sure. I like it. I mean, who else is going to do it? Because no one's going to do it better. And if anyone else were to, to do it, it'd be like, oh, you took Matt's idea. So, I mean, I guess it could be the, the other way you could think of it is, you know, it could be something where we're like, you know, you pass the mantle. It's like one year someone else hosts it, one year someone else, you know, so that's one way to do it. Um, but I think that it's something it should be a Matt, it should live on Matt LeGrand's channel. That's what I think. Ivan Acosta says, yo, Mike, will you be at CIM next year? I say probably. I don't know if I'll run it, but I think I'll probably be there. And if I'm going to be there, I might as well run it, right? I mean, it's going to be after, um, the running event again. So it'll be like not ideal taper conditions, but if I'm not running for a PR, I can certainly run for fun. Oh, and we were talking about doing the. Relay. So maybe I'll do a relay next year too. Forward slash Den said, no Nike in the top five carbon plated shoes. I mentioned it very specifically in the description of the video that um, I already put the Alpha Fly. Sorry, I'm too close to the microphone. I already put the Alpha Fly in my top carbon plated racers of 2020. Nike chose not to update the Alpha Fly this year. So I didn't test a different Alpha Fly than the one that I'd already put in a different year's top five. 
And then the next percent two was, I guess, technically an update. It's as much as an update as like, I don't know, like the Ekadin pack of the Alpha Fly is an update to the Alpha Fly. I don't think it was really an update. And the next percent was my 2019 shoe of the year. So I've reviewed all those shoes and I've ranked them very, very highly. I've ranked them very highly in the comparison videos I made to the other carbon plated shoes. So, but like, if you don't make a shoe in 2021, not that they haven't made them, but they made the 2020 version, the same ones that they've been making since before the Atlanta marathon trials, I can't put it in a 2021 video. I mean, I guess I could have, but I did, it would have been all the same recycled footage that I used in the top in the 2020 video. Maybe there would have been some new footage because I did run it in 2021 a little bit, but that was my thinking. Also, it's my top five favorite. So very subjective things that I would like to race in. So there's another aspect to that too. Eric Shabali says, which of the two is more stable? The Metaspeed Sky or the Endorphin Speed? I feel my Achilles working too much in the speed, wondering if the Metaspeed would be better. Any thoughts? Hmm. I don't know. I think that it depends on the pace. So like if you're using the Metaspeed Sky for easier paces or moderate paces, like anything slower than marathon pace, I feel like the height gets a little bit, can be a little bit squirrely, especially if the movement that you need, the stability that you need is to protect against overpronation. In the endorphin speed, if the stability that you're talking about is the Achilles, I don't think that's really... Stability as much as it is a lot of times that's a function of like a lot of things. But as far as the shoe goes, it could be about heel drop. So I think that generally if you have Achilles issues, the um, higher stack height and heel drop tend to alleviate some Achilles problems. Whether that's a Band-Aid or a nice, uh, an effective workaround, I think. I'm not qualified to answer that. So it might be better for you. Um, but ultimately, I mean, I do think that the metas the endorphin speed too squishes around quite a bit. Um, so maybe the meta speed would be better, but I would tend to think that if you're having a hard time with the endorphin speed, I don't think the meta speed sky is going to be better because of the fact that it's more tuned for racing. And so I think like, it's not going to be as it's going to be even less forgiving for someone with an Achilles issue. That that's been my gut in it. I haven't really looked at it or like worn those two in close succession to look for something like that. So I'm trying to think. But I think for me, when I've had some Achilles issues, it comes from two things. Well, it always comes from one thing is when my body is feeling really beat up. So Achilles issues tend to flare up for me when I increase intensity very quickly, like too quickly, too soon. Um, the other time is when I try to resume workouts again after my body's very tired. So like it happened to me a lot in high school and college towards the end of like the track season, Achilles issues would definitely flare up. It also happened in the beginning of track season. A lot of times I bookended the season with Achilles issues um, because I went from like being pretty sedentary as a high schooler to then all of a sudden doing two days. So that's the kind of thing that happens to me and lower heel drop shoes tend to exacerbate it. 
that was always my experience. Um, so I don't sure if that's going to be the same for you. I don't know if I answered your question. You'll have to let me know <laughs> if you have any follow-up. Um, all right. Let's see. Um, Lucas HS Co. Molly Seidel on YouTube. What'd you think of her first video? We got to get her on the live stream. Yeah, I don't think Molly would want to be on the live stream. Um, unless it was like a, maybe we could do a Dunkin' Donuts Monday mukbang. Maybe that would work. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought it was great. I hope that like, I mean, the first video was very produced, right? And she's, you know, it's like whenever I see athletes that are, I mean, it's very much like the, uh, it seems like very much like a lot of the other content that she had uh, on other channels where someone else is like making it. And I mean, she's an Olympian runner. She's one of the best marathoners. So like, I'm not saying like, well, she really needs to settle down and focus on her energies on making vlogs. I'm not saying that at all. But it also concerns me that like, well, I see that from a lot of athletes where they have like one or two videos made by someone like Talbot Cox, for example. And then like, you know, to get Talbot to schedule Talbot to come out, film footage, it's a production. I'm not sure what the economics are like on it and like how that works, who's paying for what. Um, and so then sometimes there's a, a burst of videos and then flattens out. So I have those are my longevity is my concern. I just, I mean, I'm a Molly fan. You guys know I'm a Molly fan. Um, and I want, if she wants it, for her to have like a channel that is manageable in the long term. Like we've seen that from Morgan McDonald, who is, makes really great videos, but they're very infrequent because I think for him, it takes up a lot of mental energy to film and also the energy to edit. So hopefully it's something that she figures out a way that she can scratch whatever itch that it is that she has in terms of wanting to have this YouTube channel um, and maintain longevity with it because we just want more Molly. That's all. Not that that's a little thing. I know, that, I know it's a big ask, but you know, hopefully you got, hopefully that makes sense for you guys. I'm very, I'm overall, I'm very excited. I just want more of it. All right. We got a super chat from Ray. What's going on, Ray? He says, my wind exceeds my leg muscle endurance suggestions for balance. Um, I would say, I mean, I've been doing my, like my leg mobility routine. Um, but I think exercises like squats, I mean, if you're going to do weights or without weights, lunges, side lunges, um, and then single leg deadlifts, those are, that's my pre-run routine. I think those help out quite a bit. Um, and so like, those are the things that I really like for balance. Uh, you can get the different kind of like ball things that you like the it's kind of like a half medicine ball like those kind of things i got a really cheap one that um inflates it's on amazon i do some leg exercises on that and it makes just the ground because you're standing basically on air and so it gets really unstable and shaky so your body has to really kind of like get in tune with what is happening to it and i think that helps with a lot of those stabilizer muscles um i think that most people would probably recommend you know, maybe doing a strength routine, a more formal strength routine. I'm not going to preach that to you because I'm not good at following that advice personally, even though I know it, I'm at the point where I'm like, I definitely need that. So maybe you and I can uh, hold each other accountable, Ray. We'll figure something out. We'll start doing something. But I think you and I are probably hitting the same realization that we need to do something more than just running a lot. But yeah, that's what I mean. I would say suggest starting with, doing a lot of like um, 
do something every day, not something that's going to completely wipe you out, but do something that involves a little bit of leg strength, a little bit of balance, um, body weight stuff, just to start out, get into a routine and just kind of like starting out running. I think what you and I are going to have to do is start carving out that time, make it part of the routine, and then we can build and, and go from there. All right. MJ Nelson says, started running again after taking a month off. Is it normal to have slower paces after taking time off? Six months of training, two marathons, and knee pain is why I took time off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it comes back faster if you have fitness built in, but if you take time off, it takes time to get back into it. I saw a post from Steph Bruce yesterday, maybe the day before, where she's getting back into it. Um, and because I think her last marathon was New York, wasn't it? And she was saying that like, um, well, she had one post a little while ago, four weeks after the, or yeah, four weeks after the marathon where, or basically it was five weeks after the marathon where she was like one week off, uh, two weeks easy, like super easy. And then two weeks of like just starting to do some workouts. Um, that was part of her just getting back into things. And then very recently she posted like, it's humbling doing workouts again after taking time off. You know, the paces that you used to be able to hit easily are now super hard and that's very discouraging. So that's something that even pro runners, veteran pro runners like Steph Bruce go through. It's definitely something that people that are non-elites go through. So it's perfectly, absolutely normal. But I would say um, the thing that I would be concerned about is not your slower paces after taking some time off. I would just make sure that those that you try and track down what that knee pain was from. Right. So it's one thing if like, OK great. Knee pain's gone and I can start running again. But I would think about like, what are some kind of prehab things that you can do to prevent those knee issues from resurfacing? Because like, if you just kind of get back into it and doing what you were doing, your end result is going to be the same. You're going to be at the same spot. Next time you do another two marathons, you're going to have knee pain again. So you don't want to do that. The key to growth seems to be consistency, getting injured as little as possible. And so you want to try to figure that out and work on whatever exercises, stretches, mobility work, strength training that you can do to resolve the underlying issue. So that's the, that I think is the more pressing thing for you right now, MJ. All right. Uh, says, Molly Seidel is a non-elite blogger. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's amazing. Um, I mean, the invitation is open. She can come any day she wants for sure. I'm, I'm just not going to ask. I still feel bad about how I said hi to her. Like at the airport. I think it was at, um, where was I? Was it at the running event? No, I forget. Uh, no, it was at New York. It was in New York. Yeah. I mean, she had just run a marathon and then I saw her at the airport and I was like, Molly. And like, I felt like uh, I should have just waved and said hi. I shouldn't have been like, say hi to me. So I still feel bad about that. I think maybe I need to respect those boundaries a little bit more, but um, yeah, I mean, she's great. I'd, I'd love to talk to her. Mm. That kid, Caleb says, hello, Kofuzi. What's going on, Caleb? Welcome. Um, that kid, Caleb wants to know, any tips on working on stride length to go faster? I, I don't know. I don't have any tips on that. Uh, stride length is not something that I really keep track of. I think that the data gets collected in my stride foot pod. I, n I never look at it. I, I wouldn't know. Like I couldn't tell you, for example, 
if stride tells you foot it's if the stride s-t-r-y-d foot pod gives you the stride length distance in meters or, or feet i don't know i don't think i've i've looked at it before but it's not something i track so i can't help you on that one caleb Mm. <laughs> says Kofuzi's on the Rocky Four training plan for 2022. Um, I mean, I've told you guys before, I love that movie Rocky Four. I think it's the best of all the Rockies. Granted, I haven't seen all the Rockies. I don't think I've ever actually seen Rocky One. Um, and I haven't seen any of the new, like the the Creed ones. I haven't seen any of those. Um, although I do love Michael B. Jordan, but um, I haven't seen any of those either. I think I've been waiting to like, I'm going to watch it on an airplane sometime. That's like a perfect airplane movie. But um, the thing I love about Rocky Four is because sometimes I want to be Rocky. Sometimes I want to be Ivan Drago. Like sometimes I like the like, you know, carrying the, the stick with the water on each side through the snow. Like sometimes I like super old school, like training like that. And other times I want to like train inside a giant like science lab. I want both. So I think it's like the two like competing desires for my training <laughs> is what I want. And it just alternates. Sometimes I want one, sometimes I'm the other. Right now I'm in the in the Rocky Balboa phase, I guess, because I'm in I'm in rural Iowa. Man, it's good to be back here. I haven't been back here in several months and uh been really enjoying the running. Yeah, Caleb says, you know, you know, he says to elaborate on the stride length thing, like I'm not the fastest runner and I blame it on the small stride length, but it gets so tiring to lengthen the stride. I, I would say don't don't worry about it. I think there are other things that you can focus on um, that will make the stride length like fix itself to the extent that you think it's wrong. Um, and I think that two things that you can kind of do, one is just run more, right? I think having more of an aerobic base um, having more miles, lifetime miles under your belt, I think that's going to make you a stronger runner. The other thing that I could recommend is, you know, if you really want to do something a little bit more proactively about it, is to do form drills uh, before your hard workouts, right? So those form drills are designed to emphasize to your body, like neuromuscularly, like these are the things that you should be doing when you're working hard like drills like butt kicks, knee lifts, skips, A skips, B skips, those kinds of things. Um, and then do some strides before you do your hard workouts. So that way you're like, first you're telling your body, this is how we should do it. And then you're applying that right away in your hard workout, right? So those are things that you will do to help your ultimate running form get better. Improved form plus improved strength will result in improved results. And then the stride length, whatever. I mean, I feel like stride length is one of the, I feel like a lot of these stats, um, people put the cart before the horse because they think, oh, look, all these elite runners have a stride length of some sort of ratio from their height to power or whatever, whether it's cadence, whether it's stride length, ground contact time, those things. I feel like looking at those and saying, oh, so therefore what I need to do is make sure my ground contact time is very little. I think that's a cart driving the horse. Have good mechanics run pretty, run tall, um, and then get strong. The rest, all that other stuff then is a reflection of that. It's kind of like the way that people look at race weight and weight and running performance, right? Getting yourself to a low weight doesn't make you a faster runner. Being a faster runner 
will result in certain kind of weight ranges and ratios or whatever. But like one is a reflection of the other, but it does, it's not, it's not, it's not tran transitive. It doesn't go work the other way around. That's my take on it. I, I'm not a coach, so I could be way wrong, but that's kind of how I see a lot of those types of statistics. Mm. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's scroll down to the bottom and see what we got here. Um, <laughs> Stevie 76 says, Did Stallone get caught with performance enhancing drugs entering Australia? Is that true? I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, look at the guy. You know, it's like you look at, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. I have no data to go off of, but like, have you guys watched any of the recent Fast and Furious? Have you guys seen The Rock lately? Have you guys seen even Jason Statham? They look very different than he did a long time ago. Um, like these guys look just very, very different. And I'm like, you know, having good trainers and consistent routine and that becoming the way that they make money is one, you know, maybe that's what it is. But I'm like, I don't know. It's not like they're getting tested before they get on the set of Fast and the Furious 9. So... I don't know. All right. Uh, let's do a couple more. I don't want to end on that note. Uh, Ron Tommy says, Rocky 1 is the best. It's gritty and much more believable before Stallone's ego got out of hand and he's Superman. Yeah. I feel like there's more of the... There's more like the... I mean, I'm, very, I'm, I'm aware of the plot line, but I feel like there's more of that like... I mean, maybe I have seen Rocky 1. Have I? I don't know. It's been long enough that I don't remember if I have or not. But I feel like, you know, we're talking about, there's more of the story about Adrian. And just like, it's the the becoming story. I'm a big fan of the becoming story. You know? So like, I like, one of the things I love about Star Wars is like, the like, going from like, or even Harry Potter, you're a wizard, Harry. Like that, that moment, I think is great. Um, and like in Star Wars, when he's like, you know, he's learning about the force. Like, I love those. Like, the discovery part to me is amazing. All right, let's do a couple more cookies real quick, and then I got to end for today. Um, <laughs> the kid Caleb says, "Why are cookies in the title?" Because today's a Monday mukbang, and the, the focus is cookies. Sometimes I forget that I have cookies. This cookie, I think, is a molasses cookie. I don't know. Um, it's it looks a lot like the Rollo cookie, but this one does not have a Rollo inside. If it's the molasses, there's one cookie that my mother-in-law makes, and I'm whispering because I don't want her to hear it. But there's one, because I think she's downstairs with the kids. Um, I think there's peppermint or something in it, and I don't like peppermint at all. And this might be it. I don't smell peppermint. This might just be a chocolate cookie. No, it's just a chocolate cookie. It's good. Hmm. So it's like basically like a brownie. It's a brownie cookie. This is delicious. We got two more. We got two more. I got. We got to do. Hmm. Arif Kazi says, "I love watching you run. You have perfect running form. Did you always run like this, or you had to work on running form to get where you are?" Thank you very much. I don't think I have perfect running form. Um, I do think that. The way my hips are, my feet kick out a little bit like a duck. I think that causes some problems in high mileage weeks. And I, thought, I think that also causes some inefficiencies when uh, trying to run at speed. 
but I think that, um, I don't know. I think that when you look at yourself run every day in slow motion, you kind of start to notice things. And so I think that I am trying to correct some things, but, um, on and off in my life, I've done form drills and I think that that helps. I've been liking to do form drills before my hard workouts, kind of like I was talking with Caleb earlier, because then it tells your brain, this is how you should be moving your body. And then you get to move your body at a high intensity. And hopefully that will, you know, it's kind of like when they say, uh, when they're, when you're teaching stuff to kids, like first you show them how do you do it and then you have them do it. So then in their brain, they've experienced it two ways and that should hopefully help it stick. So that's kind of what I do. So I do work on it. Um, with the ultimate purpose of it being like, it makes me more efficient as a marathoner, not as an end in and of itself. If I ended up running real funny and I ended up running, for example, like Camille Heron, but I was still killing it and setting world records. I don't think I'd probably worry that much about how pretty or not pretty my form was, but you know, I think that as a non-elite runner who's incredibly mediocre and, um, if anything, you know, maybe a little bit not as genetically blessed as a lot of other runners that are out there. I need to be as efficient as possible to eke out any potential that I might be able to have. So that's kind of where that, my, my thoughts on um, form and running mechanics is. Lucas H is clarifying for us that stride does give stride length in meters. <laughs> so we've answered that question. Thanks, thank you very much. Awesome. All right, let's do two more cookies. Um, because I want to get to my favorite, and I'm saving my favorite for last. This one might be the molasses cookie. My wife made these, and she's a very good baker. But I think that this one is not going to be my favorite. It smells like it smells like gingerbread. I don't know if this is molasses in this or not. This is the molasses cookie. There's no peppermint. I'm getting a lot of nutmeg. There must have been some other cookie one year that she made with peppermint in it. I, of all the cookies we tasted, I tasted no peppermint. There's a little bit of candy sugar on top. Nice nutmeggy taste. I feel like it would be really good with some hot chocolate. I think that's the way to go with that. All right, and the last one. This is my favorite. My mother-in-law makes really good oatmeal cookies. This one is oatmeal and dried cranberries, I think. Last year, she made one that was like oatmeal, dried cranberries, and white chocolate. Oh my goodness, that was so good. These I've already eaten. This is like my seventh or eighth one of these that I've eaten today. I ate these on the way to my run when I was driving to Guttenberg, and then I had a whole bunch of them in the tin for afterwards, and now I'm eating more of them. They're basically like eating a granola bar. Like, I think before my next marathon, I'm going to have her bake a whole bunch of these and maybe my wife can bake some and just bring this because they're like, I feel like it's mostly oats and they're not super sweet. The dried fruit really does a lot of the sweet. And it's just super tasty. I can tell you guys, I like oatmeal always except for as oatmeal. When it's a cookie, it's so good. Mm. That is a good one. I can eat them all day. That kid Caleb says you just bring cookies with you while you run. I mean, that's why I like like the ultra distance racing. You pretty much that's what you're doing. <laughs> uh, it's like a eating contest with a lot of running in between stations. So, all right, guys, 
I think that's going to be a really good place to end it for today. Um, thanks for joining in for the Christmas cookie Monday mukbang. I certainly had a good time with it. Hopefully, if you guys are celebrating Christmas, you guys have some delicious Christmas cookies in your future, in your very near future as well. We'll do another live stream tomorrow. We're definitely going to have to play a game tomorrow. I'll think of something for us to play tomorrow. It'll be fun. I'll figure something out. So stay tuned. Come on back uh, tomorrow, same time as today, 1 p.m. Central Time. Hopefully I'll see you then. In the meantime, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.